Sarah's a Kramer here in the bed 1660s. Pour some sugar on me. This was requested by, uh, by my mother. It's her uh, birthday today. So why not do some pour some sugar on me? I I love baseball. I've started I've I I can't believe how much football I've watched, of how much football's been happening now that I've been watching, what if it was Michigan beating Alabama last week, which was fantastic. Washington beating Texas. I mean that 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 game's happening on on Monday. Let's go blue. Let's get it done, Michigan. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. If, 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 if Harbaugh, if you want to leave after it to go to the Las Vegas Raiders, you are more than welcome to. But let's get this dub against Washington. Come on, let's do it. Let's get this dub against Washington because it's it's Michigan's year. There was all the, the Connor Stallions type of things been going on, but now it's uh, – that's behind them. This is a damn good football team. This is the, this is the best Michigan football team I've ever seen in my entire career, in my life watching – and I've, been, and I've been watching football since 2005. I uh, I was I told uh, our uh, over at 610 our Royals insider Josh Vernier, who's a diehard Michigan uh, Wolverines fan. I I told him at the beginning of the season like this is a different team. Like this this is the year. Like I I 100 feel it. And it's January 6th, and they're in the national title game. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But there's still more. Uh, before we get to more football talk, we still have some baseball things to get to. Boston Red Sox are on the the, the hot stove right now because they're taking calls on uh, Yoshida. Let's talk Yoshida. Yeah, no, there's phone calls being reported from the Red Sox. Uh, people saying like, yo, what's Yo doing? Yoshida, is he, uh, is he on the list? Remember, he signed with the Boston Red Sox last offseason. Absolutely was a the I think one of the best slap hitters in baseball. He could probably lead the league in batting average for I, I think at one point in his career, major league baseball career he will lead the league in batting average. That's just what's going to be. But he's drawing interest from several teams per uh, Ken Rosenthal and J.C. McCaffrey. And the Red Sox aren't actively shopping Yoshida, but they said they're open to virtually any ideas that they seek to build a better roster. If Yoshida's a guy that's that's on the oddball looking out. Maybe you can get a better uh, better slew of players that can uh, replace him. Maybe some young guys that have some sort of upside and talent. Remember, that's the Red Sox. It might look bare bones right now. They traded Alex Verdugo. They've traded Chris Sale. And right now, I don't think this team has any identity, whether if it is just Rafael Devers or if it's uh, Yoshida. I, I feel bad for Rafael Devers. I feel bad for Yoshida at this point in time because it seems like they're stuck like a rock in a hard place. I, I I'm not sure how many more years Yo has on his contract, but if somehow or some way he gets off of the off the off the off the Red Sox roster, a lot of teams seem to be calling. And the first team, like I was alluding to last hour, it's good rapport with the Red Sox. If Yoshida came to Kansas City, that would be fantastic. Imagine him out in left field, running for out in right. Heck, you can put Yoshida out in center field if you wanted to. Like they, I think there's a good good chance of Yo being really good for any team he plays for. Like I said, he's going to win a batting title at some point in his career because of how well he can make contact with the ball and getting on base. He had a good on-base streak last season. To, be, to He had a slow start, slow first three weeks of the season, then after, those, after that third week, he just struck fire last year. I'm liking Yo. 
I'm liking you. And of course, my Siri, I got it before uh, they wanted to, before they wanted to, uh, before she wanted to talk to say something to me. But yeah, uh, I am. Uh, I think I'm gonna get some best bets. Maybe you know what? Should we do some best bets later on? Like I, I haven't gone through many slightly games. So, but there's two two football games today. That by the way, that's all of the the hot stove report for today. I was completely shocked, completely interested when I saw Yoshida being part of the list of like, hey. They're taking calls on here, and I'm like, okay, who's uh, who's fielding the like who's who's the teams coming in to, to for the calls? But uh, a couple of football games on today: the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Baltimore. Supposed to be a rainy, cold day. If if I'm a betting man, I'm betting the unders. And if also I'm a betting man, I'm still betting Baltimore to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Even the Pittsburgh needs to win this game. If Pittsburgh wants to try to even sniff. They don't even want to do any of that to try to get into the postseason. I believe they have to win this game, right? Like I, this is a game that needs to be be done. Be because I think what they're th- not they're they're not eliminated yet. They have a chance. So if they win this game, they have a strong chance of being in. You just got to see what happens with the the Colts, Jaguars, and Texans. And in the nightcap of games today, it is the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts. One team wins. And they get in. If one team loses, they out. So there's a lot of implications on the mi- on the line when it comes to the Houston Texans taking on the Indianapolis Colts, which I absolutely cannot wait to watch. That's the game that I'm actually look- looking more forward to, to watching bits and pieces of. It's just hard. It's just this this NFL season has been insanely hard. It's been very unpredictable. It's been absolutely bonkers and wild how how it's how how it's gone. And it's it's not like I want to. Uh, I work for Arrowhead Pride. I'm trying to. I'm just. My mind right now is trying to get through Sunday, because I absolutely do not want to watch. I don't whatsoever want to watch the 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 Chiefs Blaine Gabbert versus the Chargers Easton Stick. What? There's nothing wrong with the two dudes. They're just not NFL caliber quarterbacks. If I wanted to tune into the UFL, the United. The USFL XFL merger league, this would be a quarterback matchup that I'd be tuning in to watch as a Blaine Garrett versus Easton Stick. No, I'm watching it in the National Football League, the highest of highs of the upper echelon of football leagues in the world is the NFL. Yet I'm still seeing AAF caliber quarterbacks in the NFL. I remember, I, I know I, I talked about it three months ago, maybe, maybe it's been three months ago, maybe it's been two months ago that teams should not expand. There should be not be no expansion in the NFL because of the lack of good quality quarterbacks in the league. And we're going to see it on full display tomorrow at 325. I, I was hoping. I know they're in Los Angeles. But can we get a noon kick in L.A.? Well, for us here in the Midwest, like, can we get the game to start at noon? I know it's, it's when the game starts at 325, it's 1225 out there in L.A., but like, can we get the game starting at 9 o'clock in the morning? Like, can we just get this game over with? Can we get all the bad games, all the games that really don't mean anything, they don't mean worth anything, honestly? Can we get those like, the early slate of games? Like, can we have possibly had this switch, make this the last home game for the Chiefs so the, the time frame of this game to start would be at noon? So I do not want to watch the game whatsoever. And I know there's a lot of people in Chiefs' kingdom, a lot of NFL viewers that watched football, are like this 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 game stinks. Like this this game is 
Hogwash. Like This is just not something that is appealing to me. The thing that is appealing to me is seeing Travis Kelsey get 16 more yards, get over that 1,000 mark. Like, can Travis Kelsey do it? I think this will be Taylor Swift's first time if she is traveling with the team. For the first time for her going to SoFi Stadium, good for her. Well, I mean, it's not her first time going there. I think she sold out that place within seconds. So I, I, I digress when it comes to that type of talk. Oh, I, I'm sorry, people. I mentioned Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And a topic that we the, 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 the hour started with talking about baseball. Well, no, we talked about the national title first. Then we went to baseball. Now we're in the NFL. That's my brain on a 10 o'clock hour. We're live and local here in Kansas City, folks. You can't get this type of content anywhere else unless you go to my, my, my podcast page or my YouTube channel. That's, it's just me 24. This is me 24-7. It's like I'm a dog and I see a squirrel, so I'm going to start I'm clicking on something and going down a rabbit hole. Went down a rabbit hole last night. I went down a big rabbit hole last night, and it wasn't even sports-related whatsoever. I think I'm going to talk about it here in about 30 minutes. So that's my tease to that. Went down a rabbit hole that's not sports-related. Oh, man, I can't wait to talk about it because my mind went so not dark. Didn't go dark at all. It just went hilarious. That's the type of that's that's the content. I'm a funny guy. I've been watching so much Chappelle show lately. Like in a like the Dave Chappelle show, he had his special out on Netflix was great. If you have Netflix, I, I still I don't know if I should talk about it out loud. My goodness. But yeah, my 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 former roommate still has still has uh I still have his Netflix password. So why not? So why not? I watched it. I know I'm not the only one that doesn't have like I know people still share Netflix passwords and I know they're still trying to get a uh I know they're still trying to get to that crackdown of all the people there, but man. Chappelle show, Chappelle show, Chappelle show. That's how it should start my show. Sarah's a Kramer. Saturday's a Kramer. Yeah. Start the show. <laughs> oh, I'm taking a break. Taking a break. I gotta I gotta I gotta use the restroom. Uh we'll we'll take a quick break and uh, I'll be right back. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660. It's that time of the show. Hot, hot, hot takes. It's hot take time here on Sarah's Kramer on the Bet 1660. Chime in at Kramer Talks on the X app. Give me your hot take of the day. Hot take of the NFL. Hot take of the MLB. Give me your hot takes right now at Kramer Talks on the Bird app, X app, however you find it and choose to. We're live and local here in Kansas City every single Saturday. We have hot takes every single Saturday as well. When hot takes are being thrown out left and right and right and left and in the middle. Good song. Good song. All right, my hot take. It's a 
It's a good hot take. The Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, people. I know they're banged up and bruised. They're batted. They defeat the Buffalo Bills tomorrow. I think it's done. And I don't think the Buffalo Bills make the playoffs. I think the Buffalo Bills lose the Dolphins tomorrow in Miami. And however it works its system to weigh it out, Buffalo doesn't make it. That's that's my hot take. I think it's going to happen. I think Jalen Ramsey gets in his dog. I know he's already talked about like years past. Him calling out Josh Allen saying he's not that good, not that great. And then Josh Allen targets him, targets him, targets him, targets him with Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis, wherever Jalen Ramsey's at. That's not happening this this week, even though they're banged up. The Dolphins are really banged up. I've been watching a lot of Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks has been really good. The in-season Hard Knocks has been great. I just think there's too much heart in the Dolphins right now trying to win this game, even though you're down Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard. Jalen Phillips, you name it. That defense is sorts of banged up. They get it done, though. Even two is banged up a little bit. Raheem Mostert. They've got a, a, a list of players on it on the injury report. This thing is, Dolphins aren't really playing for something except for keeping the Buffalo Bills out of the playoffs. And if it's me, I want to make sure the Buffalo Bills don't make the playoffs. How you do that? You beat him on Sunday. I think it happens. I think it, I, even if Kyle Trask is behind the, the helm at throwing the throwing the ball left and right to Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle, who is probably going to suit up and play. He's also another person on the injury list. Jalen Waddle suits up and plays. Dolphins are winning. Because I, I know for a fact the offenses can go toe-to-toe with each other. Defense is going to be the stretch. That's why if this is going to end up becoming a shootout, I put everything in on the Dolphins. Plus, the Dolphins just got dog walked last week against the Baltimore Ravens. Do you really think they want to lose back-to-back weeks going into the playoffs? Probably not. And this isn't a team that's going to be a one seed. The Baltimore Ravens locked with the one seed last week by getting defeated by defeating the Dolphins. I think Dolphins get back and get right, and they beat the Bills, and Bills do not make the playoffs. That is my hot take. Now, I'm going to pile down the music because I can't play two different audios at once for some reason because the, the hamster didn't want to show up to work today. I, I, I get it. It's cold outside. But Chase Daniel on NFL Network, he's had a hot take, and this one's about Jared Goff. Jared Goff's the top five quarterback, at least stat-wise. 4,200 passing oh. yards, 28 passing touchdowns. Okay, third in the league in passing yards, fourth in touchdowns, and most importantly, he's winning. We're going to roll some tape and take you into – specifically play action passing okay he's top five quarterback in play action passing you're gonna send Amara St. Brown in motion right here on this dagger route look at this ball placement okay in the running backs belly you're gonna see a dagger route outside but most importantly look at Goff's eyes he sees the free safety Justin Simmons comes back and fires an absolute BB to the dagger this Ben Johnson offense is what Jared Goff is able to do so well. Is this play action passing? Look at this. Look, it looks like a run to me. Nope. Check the free safety. Make sure he sits. Fire a BB. Okay, that was awesome. And then you're going to see the second play against Tampa. Another St. Brown dagger out. They love it. Okay, big time play action. I like how they are getting everyone in the box. They're chipping. They're nudging defensive ends. 
the offensive line, he has a safe pocket, clean pocket to step up into. You're going to see this Mike linebacker and this nickel, okay, go with his eyes. He's able to get back to it in a huge hole in the middle of the field. So this is not anything different than he's been doing, okay, over his career with L.A., but I think Ben Johnson has done a really good job taking him to the next level because what he's shown on tape, it's hard to defend. I think the Denver game, when he threw five touchdowns, was the biggest difference to me. Get back going. They were in that middle season slump a little bit, and they're rolling right now. That is one hot take by Mr. Chase Daniel, who's Mr. Finesse. Mr. I'm going to make as much money as possible without playing a single snap in the National Football League, Mr. Chase Daniel. I, I agree with him 100%. Jared Goff. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's get this music back up, though. There we go. I, I, I feel like I talk better when I have bed music underneath me for some reason. I don't know why. It's just the mindset, and it just happens. Okay, people? So just move on. Uh, but I agree with Chase Dan. Jared Goff has been playing so, so well this season. Now, it's whether or not they can get to... Hmm, can they tap into the Jared Goff last season where he just ended it by just ripping the hearts out of all the Packers faithful? Can he go into the playoffs this year and just be Jared Goff. I don't throw interceptions whatsoever. Cause that's the thing that's been, that's been his crutch this year. I feel like he's thrown more interceptions this year than he did last year. So with Jared Goff, if he can stay good and it was the, 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 the Ben Johnson's with his game plan, if they can still execute that to a T it's going to be good. Jared Goff, I believe is a top five quarter. I will agree with you on that top five quarterback. Even though he's thrown 12 interceptions to his seven last season. He's got how many more touchdowns does he have, though? How many more touchdowns does he have? 28 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. That ain't bad. It's not the best. I think he goes, he gets, he gets his, he, uh, is he going to play tomorrow? What's that saying he's looking like? Nah, he's probably not going to play. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna get thirty touchdowns this year. No, but I. I like it. I like it. Remember, chime in with yours at Kramer Talks on the X app if you have a hot take. Go for it. We can. Uh, we can fire this bad boy back up a little bit later on, as well. Let's get serious real quick. Let's get serious real quick. I don't know how serious we're gonna. This is gonna be. Joe Flacco, one's not playing this weekend. Deservingly. Deservingly. This guy in 2018 basically basically was his final year, final season as a major not major league baseball player. I mean, it'd be pretty sweet if he was. Final year of being a legitimate starter in the National Football League. 2018 was. And if you told me by 2023, his career be resurrected in a Cleveland Browns uniform, and he's going to help them lead them to the playoffs and not to worry about even playing a game in the final week of the regular season, week 18, because you've already made the playoffs. That is incredible and remarkable. It is 2024 now, and Joe Flacco is Mr. Joe Cool from how he was back in 2012 when he helped lead the Baltimore Ravens to a World Series. Oh, my gosh, Kramer, not a World Series. A Lombardi Trophy. Joe Flacco is 100% deserving of the Comeback Player of the Year award. If you're telling me you were in 2018 was probably your your last year starting, 
Then you went to backup role, so you were out of, out of the league to you calling teams saying, hey, do you need me? Hey, do you need me? Hey, do you would you like the, my talent or anything like that? That was Joe Flat. He called the New York Jets when Aaron Rodgers went down saying, hey, you need me. Remember, he was a, he was a Jet last season, traded to the, I believe, the Broncos, released, went, signed with the Broncos, um, and was a Bronco at one point, or maybe that was two years ago. I don't know. It seems like it's running together these years and days have. But he was a New York Jet at one point, released, signed with the Broncos, released, free agent, Sign with the, the Browns, and now here we are. I know the... Everybody wants DeMar Hamlin to win it. He, it's an incredible story. It is. A man was brought back to life. But what has DeMar Hamlin even done in the National Football League? This is a former MVP quarterback. Guy who's led their team, his team, to a Super Bowl win. Remember the lights went out at the dome out there in, uh, in New Orleans, and then we had the little stoppage. Then Joe Flacco, Mr. Joe Cool, helped them lead the comeback, and they beat the 49ers. Harbaugh beat Harbaugh. Joe Flacco was the lead at one point. Then Joe Flacco fizzled out and found his way out looking in, watching from afar, on the couch, watching. And now he's the best quarterback on the Cleveland Browns roster. He's the, be- he's the better quarterback out of Deshaun Watson for the system that he's running. Deshaun Watson don't care. He's getting paid. He's got a $300 million guaranteed. And he's riding the coattails of Mr. Joseph Flacco. I don't think his name's Joseph. I call him, well, I'm going to start calling him Joseph now. Oh, sleepy Joe Flacco, yawn on the sidelines because it's prime time and he's usually in bed by then. It's like, what, a plus 125, maybe a plus 200 on uh, sports books right now of him winning the comeback player of the year? He's more well-deserving of comeback player of the year than DeMar Hamlin is. Give me a full 16-game DeMar Hamlin starting for 16 games, and then I will... I, I will I will say, yeah, like he, like well deserving. But you're telling me you've only played what three, three games, have two tackles? That's deserving of a comeback player of the year award? Remember, this is, this award is meant to be the person on the field being able to produce and help your team and elevate them to the next level. That's what Joe Flacco is doing. He's elevating and propelling the Cleveland Browns up to another level. That's why I believe. He should be the comeback player of the year award. I'm not downplaying what happened to Demar Hamlin whatsoever when I'm talking about this. I'm I'm not. It was a terrifying act and moment last year, week what, seventeen. I kind of got hosed in my in the playoffs, my fantasy football playoffs. But you know what? I didn't care because I was more worried about the person on the field that was hurt and at one point was dead. He's back to life. He's walking. That's that's more that's more of a remarkable thing. He doesn't need awards. The award that he was was gifted that he was able to come back to life, which was absolutely amazing. Joe Flacco's comeback player of the year. Hands down. It has to be Joe Flacco. And I'm going to sit on that perch because I was even the person I talked about it saying that if Aaron Rodgers was able to come back and get the Jets to the playoffs, then Aaron Rodgers should make the comeback player of the year award. Aaron Rodgers never made a comeback. Joe Flacco did. 
And I, I'm hoping the Browns, Browns probably one of the scariest teams going into the playoffs. That defense is great, and Joe Flacco is able to run that offense with 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 elite level of performance. Whether if it's throwing to David Njoku, who's his favorite target, or if it's Amari Cooper streaking down the sideline. He's got weapons. He's got the talent around him. The Browns are going to go far in this playoffs. And, heck, I think it would be ridiculous if, say, Joe Flacco takes them to the Super Bowl and he still doesn't get it. I, find, I would find that extremely ridiculous. It, it, idiotic, actually. I digress. I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are. At Kramer Talks on the X app. I think Joe Flacco's comeback player of the year worthy. Hands down, comeback player of the year works. His story is incredible. Everybody has a story. It's whether or not you can produce on the field. He's producing on the field. Tenfold. Producing on the field tenfold. I said ten. There's a ten-foot creature walking around uh, Miami, allegedly. I'm talking about it next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on The Bet 1660. That's Kramer, right here on the Best 1660. I am Kramer, as always. Live and local every single Saturday, right here on the Bet 1660. I took a deep dive into the rabbit hole of what happened in Miami a few days ago. I did not know anything about it until it started getting some national attention elsewhere. Stories went from, which reportedly, reportedly, I'm, this is all going to be, I'm going to say this is all, I don't know, allegedly, 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 allegedly. Reported it was a, a fight amongst teenagers at a mall in Miami that they were fighting each other, there's fireworks being let, let off and what have you. So I could see how a commotion was going around and like a commotion of like, oh, crap, people are running away thinking the fireworks are gunshots or however you, because I mean, we're in the United States. So, I mean, you have to like duck and cover if you even hear a loud pop. So I, I don't think if it was just fireworks and a group of teenagers fighting, you do not need, I don't think you need about 100 cop cars that's what it seemed like on the video. Over a, over 50 cop cars showed up. Maybe 100. A lot of cop cars showed up to all this skirmish. All those just people running around. Right, running, 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 and running, and running. Because they didn't know what was going on. And the reports come out later on. That's like, oh, we there's reports of an 8 to 10 foot tall alien light figure that was at the mall. And so my my buddies from high school they uh, they were all following on this, and uh, Woosley, he, he, a friend of mine, he sent me a message saying, "No new info about the Miami incident. This is all from like TikTok, social medias, all, all that. The Miami airport was shut down. Police scanners were disabled. Power outages laying four to six hours. Helicopters flying into the city, landing then flying around with spotlights searching for something." All right, putting the tinfoil hat on. Putting it on right now. <clears throat> it's a little snug. I haven't put it on in a minute. My head's gotten bigger. 
all the knowledge that I have. You're telling me we got aliens in Miami shopping and people are freaked out. They probably are just trying to buy some J's. They're probably trying to get some Jordans. Now they're trying to blend in with us. But can you imagine seeing an eight to 10 foot tall? Was uh, Spurs playing in Miami? Spurs in Miami? Let's see. Let's find out. Let's find out. The Spurs were not in Miami. Believe it or not, the Spurs were not in Miami. I'm going to keep going back. I'm going to keep going back. Uh, let's just go Miami. Miami Heat. Let's see more on the schedule. Were the Spurs in town? The Spurs were not in town. So that will definitely rule out Victor Wimbiama as not being shopping at that mall in Miami. And if you don't know who Victor Wimbiama is, he's a seven foot three, seven foot four, seven foot five, wingspan over eight foot tall. He's an NBA player. He's lengthy. He's slender. It, he looks like Slenderman if he was uh, if he was if Slenderman was real. Now I'm I'm curious. I'm curious now. If I'm going to uh, say like say if we approach these aliens, and be like, hey, we'll, we'll play you in sports. Like I, we have want no conflict. No, we would we don't. Want, the only, the only fighting that we want to do with you is combat sports fighting, where it's it's scheduled, it's uh, it's scored, and everything, and everyone walks home happy, or the the, the failure loses. So now I'm, I'm thinking to myself, all right, what are type of sports figures that could go toe to toe with these guys? Like say the NBA, for instance, an eight to ten foot alien. Who are we gonna? Who would we want to go up against on a one v one battle? I mean, I think the easiest answer is Michael Jordan because he's done it before. LeBron James has done the exact same thing. He has defeated some sort of aliens in his basketball career. To, to it was even documented and filmed. Um, I believe it's uh, is it Disney? Is it Disney that helped document that and film that? So Michael Jordan, and LeBron James should be an easy, clear cut favorite on this one. But I'm going a little more out of the box. I think Victor Wimbiama. We have an alien of our own. Victor Wimbiama goes toe to toe in the alien, or even Joel Embiid. Seven foot tall, big man that can shoot threes. He can shoot anything. He's good. So I think in the, uh, the NBA suitors, Victor Wimbiama and Joel Embiid should be the two guys that we like call up and say, "Hey, we got a couple aliens that want to play you on one on one." No, I'm I'm legitimately talking about aliens. Eight, ten foot tall grays. They like to they like to disappear and reappear at times. It's like it messes with your mind. It's like a Jedi mind trick almost. You get down. I'm assuming they'd say yes because you have to pay them handsomely. But if in the NFL we do Oklahoma drills, who are we going? First person come to mind, the way that he's shaped and looked, he's chilled by the Greek gods. Miles Garrett has got to be the first person we call, right? Like he's probably pound for pound one of the most strongest athletes in the NFL, and probably the most strongest athletes out there. Or you want to get a guy like Max Crosby who motor doesn't stop. But does the motor on the alien stop? Like, do they even have a motor? Are they just like a synthetic type of buzz line that's just a constant line? When Max Crosby's always going up that mountain, no matter what, no matter what play it is, or is it T.J. Watt, who's just who sacks people left and right every single year, getting past people? I think those are three NFL guys. Now MLB, first person we have an alien in that one too. Shohei Otani, he can do it, do it all, uh, whether it's pitching or hitting. Shohei Otani has got to go one on one against an alien. Maybe if it's him throwing BP, oh, that's gonna be fun. So Shohei throws throw. So it's a Shohei versus the alien. The alien's batting. Then they have to flip it around where the alien pitches and Shohei uh, bats. Shohei's easily winning this. Now what I'm curious is this next guy. This would be a type of different fight. Well, this is like a, a fight fight. Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber comes to mind. 
got a big stick, big bat. He swings it really hard and hits balls very far. Imagine him like, like say it throws an actual all-out war. If Kyle Schwarzer there with his baseball bat, he's probably sitting moon shots. He's probably he's probably hitting the aliens back to their homeland of the moon, hitting them all the way back up there. And yeah. But if it's like combat sports, like UFC or going to the WWE, you can, I mean, those guys are still strong and they can, or AEW or NJPW. Brock Lesnar. Just grab Brock Lesnar and say, hey, Brock, we need you, bud. Come on over. We, we need you. Or get the entirety, well, the NWO is a little bit, little bit older now these days. I'm not sure if we want the NWO over there to help combat them. But get every single member of the Two Sweet Me Bullet Club faction. That's like a thousand guys. A thousand guys versus one alien or two or three or how many aliens that they saw. They saw multiple apparently. There's like a grainy footage too shot of like a figure walking. That's the size and length of a cop car. There was something. There, there was, there's clearly something. All right, taking the tinfoil hat off. Go let my hair breathe. There's no aliens. Or is there? I, I would, I, you're telling me if there's absolutely no way, no shape or form, we're the only, we're, we're the only thing out here. I, like, I can go back to my, back in my Northwest days up in Maryville. My, uh, one of my professors, he's like, Think of, look out the stars. The stars are suns. And if there's a Goldilocks zone between all of them, there's got to be more. Like we're like a, we're like a pebble in the sand. Like, a, like say that you're at a beach, you pick up one piece of sand, that's us. Pick up another piece of sand, that's something different. You keep picking things up, so much is out there that's unexplored that one, our minds can't comprehend. But this, it was all created at some point. It was. I guess. I don't know. At least I'm not calling out my uh, my higher up. Not like I'm calling out Steven Spector for something uh, like Pat McAfee was doing. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard about it. So Pat McAfee, what, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a P1. I'm a P1 to Pat McAfee. All, ever since he was in the um, uh, Homeland Radio, or Heartland Radio, excuse me, with the uh, partner with Barstool, been following ever since. Ooh, Pat, 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 Pat. This is what Pat McAfee had to say of the sabotage claims from an ESPN exec. Yeah, a higher up, a boss of his. Sabotaging Pat. This is what Pat had to say on his show yesterday. We're very appreciative, and we understand that more people are watching this show than ever before. We're very thankful for the ESPN folks being very hospitable. Now, there are some people actively trying to sabotage us from within ESPN. More specifically, I believe Norby Williamson is the guy who is attempting to sabotage our program. I'm not 100% sure. That is just seemingly the only human that has information, and then somehow that information gets leaked, and it's wrong, and then it sets a narrative of what our show is, and then are we just going to combat that from a rat every single time? I don't know. But, like, somebody tried to get ahead of our actual ratings release with wrong numbers 12 hours beforehand. That's a sabotage attempt, and it's been happening basically this entire season from some people who didn't necessarily love the old edition of the Pat McAfee show to the ESPN family. Sure. There's a lot of those. 
We've heard them anonymously quoted in the Washington Post, mm -hmm. in the New York Post, right. in the New York Times, right. in the LA Times, right. in Wall Street Journal. Right. And they're never like, yeah, love the show. This is awesome. It's always like little things to try to tear us down. So even with the enemy within our own camp, somebody that we don't, I don't like that guy. I, that guy left me in his office for 45 minutes, no-showed me in 2018. So this guy has had zero respect for me. And in return, same thing back to him for a long time. So even with that taking place and potential PR, like there's, we're still growing somehow. Yep. So we're very thankful. Yeah. I think we're doing it right. We're trying to do it as right as possible. Mm -hmm. We have good intentions every single time we come in here. We don't always get it right. And with Pat here, I this is the, I, I believe him. Good for you, Pat. Good for you sticking up, especially if when he said the forty-five minute him waiting into his to his office, waiting for to talk to him, the guy never showed up. I mean, me probably saying this now. I mean, it probably resurfaced at some point. I probably won't get a job at ESPN now since I'm talking about it. But you know what? I enjoy working here, so I'm cool with that. Is good for Pat. Like this is something. Like if you think somebody's actually sabotaging you, step up and say something. And with the audience that Pat has, it's ridiculous. Millions upon millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of people are tuning in and listening to what Pat has to say. Now I I I, I get it. I get his show. I understand his show. I'm also 27 years old and understand how he works and how he acts. He's targeting my demographic, and I understand it. May not be for the for the 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 older esque type of people, but I'll tell you what. Don't hate them. Sit sit down and watch a YouTube show. Don't watch ESPN. Watch everything like I do on YouTube on his YouTube channel. That's how I support Pat. And he's not wrong. Like before his show, he says this is a group of stooges that are talking about the sports that do not reflect the opinions of ESPN. It's just them just having fun with the, the bleeps and giggles. And they do say a lot of cuss words on that, that show. They, they certainly do. We don't have a dump button on, on, on my show in order to say cuss words, so I'm not going to risk it at all here. But if you know there's an exec in the building that, one, did not like you in the beginning, two, trying to sabotage you to hopefully get you off, and then now this happens... I think the the balls in ESPN's court now whether they do how they how they act. I mean, clearly probably a fine's going to happen. They might it's not like they're gonna remove the Pat McAfee show from ESPN. If that happens, man, that's gonna make Pat McAfee even popular. It's kinda like with the Dan Lebertard stuff. I mean, granted, uh, the Lebertard stuff didn't get this far with it, but Pat's saying how it is. He's uh I like the cut of his jib. Yeah, I, I do. He's a uh he's a guy that's speaks his mind and speaks the truth. And I don't think he's making any of this up. So all the acquisitions of people, I know he's came into scrutiny this week with a lot of stuff. Well, if it was that list that came out, that wasn't the Royals list. It was the other list that had an island of grossness happening on it. And having it being Aaron Rodgers talking about it, calling people out that way, it just wasn't a good look this week at all on a four-day work week for the Pat McAfee show. Four days! And... He took it on the shins all week. Oh, that's sports. I mean, it's not sports, but it's it's sports, I guess. I guess. 
So, Kansas City, we got about a few more minutes. What do you want to talk about? What do you, what do you, what would you like to talk about? Because you know what? Believe it. I think I got something we can talk about. <laughs> We've got some bets to do. Some bets, 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 bets. Love it, love it, love it. It's a good way to make some money on the side. That's what I do. At least, at least try to make money on the side. It's uh, been a little bit of a stretch this week. I've, last night was rough. Miles Turner had a block. They removed it, so I lost. He had a block, and the stat correct and fixed it, and they said he didn't have a block. So my over one and a half did not hit last night, which I was <sighs> I was annoyed. And Colin Sexton needed one more point. He had 13. I needed 13 and a half. Over 13 and a half. That's, that's, that's betting, baby. Come back this week. But my best bet, that's a parlay. It's plus 116 odds. So it's not that big. It's only two legs. And it is Nick Folk. Yeah, the kicker for the Titans against the Jaguars. Jaguars need to win this one. But uh, there's there going to be some field goal attempts, and there's going to be some PATs from the, from the Tennessee Titans into Nick Folk, a 4.5 over. That's, gonna, that's a lock. I feel like that's a lock for a, a field goal kicker and a PAT getter. Derek Henry's probably going to get a touchdown. There's a PAT. A field goal is going to happen. That, that's, that's four points. Maybe another touchdown happens. That's five. Yeah, over four and a half on Nick Folk. And then over four and a half receptions for Trey McBride. This dude has been targeted so much by Kyler or the backup quarterbacks that were there to where this seems like an easy hit and lock to him get the five catches. Five catches at minus 210. You parlay both of those that minus 215 and minus 210. It's a plus 116. Yeah, that's a, that's a lock. That's a lock. That's the bet I'm rolling with, with this weekend. But, man, this was uh, this was an eventful-esque type of show when it, came, when it comes to... Uh, Kramer, I, I've, I've missed you guys. I'll tell you that. Three weeks is way too long. I did enjoy my time over at 610. And I, I that was fun. If somehow, some way, some shape or form, we can get this show over onto ES, not ESPN. I don't know about Someday, maybe. Over onto 610, we're, we're trying. That's the next goal. Maybe in 2025. Full year, maybe. Maybe a full year gets me. All I know is it's 2024. And Sarah Kramer is still here. Live and local every Saturday. Appreciate you all. Put a smile on your face, Kansas City. You don't know who needs to see it. Happy birthday, Mom. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on The Bet 1660.